You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Could we celebrate Eni for sharing her God experience this morning? The more she shared, the more I remembered all the times I thrown shade at her and I repented. Eni, forgive me. <laughs> Don't be offended. <laughs> And you know, she talked about how she used to beat all her brothers. And one of her brothers is in the choir. So I was just like, but we thank God. We thank God. Um, so if your first time at LifePoint, thank you so much for joining us in service this morning. God bless you. Uh, God bless you indeed. Um, we're an expression of the Elevation Church. And one thing common with all the expressions of the Elevation Church. We are very passionate about Jesus and about God's love, God's faithfulness to his people. Okay? So we ask that you please um, just relax in service. God, God will speak to you. Okay. Um, a couple of things to mention. So two Sundays ago, it rained quite a bit. So we just want to say, look, if you are affected directly by the rains, um, God will restore. We've been praying along. And if you need help, Please see myself or any of the ministers in of service. We will do uh, whatever we can do to, to assist you along the way. All right. Um, um, yeah, I'll just start. I'll, I'll start. So we've been talking about prayer for the last couple of services. And um, it's an interesting way I felt led to teach about prayer this year was to answer the question, how does God answer prayer? To start with that, and I think um, perhaps I'm in the middle of that discussion. I like to read uh, to our hearing out of Psalm 65. I'll read verses 2 all the way to 5. If you have a Bible, please stand there. It is nice to take your Bible out on, on Sunday. I know we've got it on the screen. You have it on your phone. But surely your Bibles feel lonely nowadays. Just once in a while, just take them out on a date on Sunday. Just bring them to church. You know, before we put it up on the screen, you flip, okay? But it says there, you who answer prayers, to you all people will come. The NKJV says, oh, you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. And God drew my attention in the week to verse 5. It says, by awesome deeds in righteousness, you will answer us. O God of our salvation, you who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of all the far seas. Uh, the NIV says, you answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior. One translation says, with terrible acts of righteousness. Okay, So we're asking that question, how does God answer prayers? I'd like to also read... Um, Daniel chapter 10 from verse 12 to 14. Daniel chapter 10, chapter 10 from verse 12 to 14. Then he said to me, do not fear Daniel, for from the first time that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. 
But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. Emphasis is your words were heard, your prayers were heard, and I, an angel from the Lord, have come because of your prayer or because of your words. I'd like you to help me ask the person next to you, does God answer your prayers? Does God answer your prayers? Okay. Um, first, last Sunday, we, I, you know, had this discussion about out of Philippians 4, 6, where I said oftentimes God will start answering our prayers by giving us peace. And I spoke about how peace is oftentimes what brings us even to the place of manifestation, okay? And the Bible says that that peace is peace that passes all or human understanding. It says that peace will guard your heart. Okay, Bible says guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. I remember one of the things I said last Sunday was how that peace is one of the gatekeepers that God will appoint over your heart. This is having your feet shared with the preparation that comes from the gospel of peace. And we spoke about how peace uh, recalibrates the settings of our hearts. Uh, no more saying how that a scattered heart or mind is really the best way to walk in faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 that it's impossible to please God except you walk in faith. And now your peace must be settled so you can walk in faith. Uh, God will say to the people of Israel, I think it's Psalm 46, 10, he says, be still. And see or hear my deliverance. See my deliverance. Know that I am God. He will constantly say to them. So God's answer of peace allows us to hear. So I remember saying, uh, you don't pray until you get to, you don't just pray and then you get peace and you stop praying. You pray. When you've come to that answer of peace, um, you then start to pray some more. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. He would lead me beside still waters and he would restore my soul. And I remember we talked about that cocktail of prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. And we make our request known unto God. And, and so it's important that you constantly pray yourself into peace. And I remember also emphasizing on Thursday how um, a Christian is not supposed to be anxious for anything. Okay? On Thursday, we continued that discussion and we spoke about signs and wonders. Okay, it's a very Christian term, signs and wonders. But we spoke about that and how God answers prayers with signs and wonders. Let me ask the person next to you, were you in church on Thursday? Story? Tell them, I'm not judging you. I just want, just Pierre asked to find out. Uh, so, so, so where were you? I mean, it's no Champions League. It's, what were, where were you? What were you doing? Okay. But for your sake, for your sake, so you're not behind in the class. We will just recap. We spoke about the fact that prayer is licensed for setting things to happen on the earth. In Ezekiel, God says, I am looking for a man that will stand in the gap. And we said, your prayer is powerful. The Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And it's different from the casual, heartless, quote-unquote, prayer of a man who has no relationship with God. I remember saying on Thursday that the type of prayer you pray often determines the type of answer you get from God. 
very important to note this. And I also said, we will not try and be mechanical about it. The same way when you want to drink water, you don't say, I will take my two parts of hydrogen now, I will drink the oxygen later. It's the same way when we pray, you don't like, I'm just going to pray the prayer of faith now. Prayer of faith, prayer of faith, five minutes. Prayer of faith. Okay, I'm switching to intercession. Hang on, hang on, switch. And then, you know, intercession for 10 minutes. Then, uh, what's the next one? Prayer of agreement, two minutes. You know, it's not really like that. Well, the Holy Spirit will walk in us. And we spoke on Thursday about how when we're not praying, essentially we abandon our Father's business. Because in prayer, we solve for the will of God. So Matthew 6, I think 10 and 11, Jesus says, teaching them how to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. And I remember saying how that signs and wonders are assured uh, answers to people who are praying about the establishment of God's work on the earth. And, and, I, and I said how God's work is bigger than our needs. Our needs are important, which we dealt with that. Uh, but God's work, so if you read Matthew 6 down, Jesus begins to explain how seek it first God's kingdom and all, all these other things will follow you. Uh, so we began to talk about, I remember on Thursday, they talked about how the language and content of prayer is different, at different levels, quote and unquote. So if you go to a crutch in a school, that it's a different way of teaching and communicating than when you go to secondary school or when you go uh, to a PhD class in a university. I remember asking, is your prayer, is my prayer tracking the work of God on the earth? And I said, where I see signs and wonders, guaranteed signs and wonders, the answer of signs and wonders is typically when people become responsible in prayer. Okay? So help me ask, uh, if you're just coming to church here, <laughs> this is how we do it. This how I get by half of my message by just saying, say your neighbor, they say your neighbor, this. just relax. It's not that I'm upset. Okay, but <laughs> help me find out for me. Let me ask them, what is your prayer dealing with on the earth? What, is, what, is, what, what are you in charge of in prayer? What are you in charge of? Somebody say, I'm in charge of Lagos District. I'm in charge of music. <laughs> I'm the, I'm, and I'm not joking. Someone say, oh, I'm the one holding entertainment. But what are you in charge of? And it's not about age or spirituality. It's about a responsibility in prayer. Okay? Now, very quickly, um, very quickly, Daniel, you know, Daniel 10 here talks about God answering prayers by sending angels. It's a very interesting one. So I'm just going to talk about that a bit. I'll, I'll land on something God you know, has stirred in my heart. Hebrews 1.14 says of angels that are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation. Hebrews 1.14. So God sends angels to minister to and on behalf of his children. When Daniel prays, immediately an answer is sent from heaven by God. He sends an angel. When Jesus prays, uh, you look through the New Testament, you would see, uh, you know, Bible says after he had been tempted by the devil, Matthew chapter 4, I think verse 11, it says the devil left him and an angel came from God to strengthen him or to attend to him. Um, the Garden of Gethsemane, Luke 
chapter 22. And it's good to take notes in church, by the way. It's good to take notes. Uh, so sometimes, because I say a number of scriptures, so you just write them down. You can read them later. The Bible says of the Berean Christians that they were more noble than the other believers. It says, because they went back to see if the things which Paul had said were true. Now, for them to be able to go back and check, they kind of had probably taken some notes, okay? Luke chapter 22, verse 41 to 43. The Bible says, and he withdrew. So this is the Garden of Gethsemane. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, Jesus. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Bible says, then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. So we see this answer of angels, of angels being dispatched. And angels are typically seen in scripture carrying messages from God, you know, to reinforce the faith of his, of his children. They're seen, being sent forth by God to do things which require supernatural strength. You know, Daniel 10, he says, the day you prayed, a prayer was heard in heaven. God sent an angel. And angels are typically behind the scene. I mean, there are accounts in scripture where we see, people will see the angels. But is it where it's almost as though they bridge the gap between the spiritual and the physical. You know, we read of Jacob in Genesis 28 and verse 12 at a place called Bethel. And he said he had a vision. And there was a staircase, you know, Genesis 28, 12. He says the top touching heaven, the bottom on the earth. And there were angels ascending and descending. You know, as I prepared for this, I asked myself, so, you know, after Jesus died, did we then, did God still send angels to the church to answer prayers? Because now we have the Holy Spirit, so, so was that fine? Um, you know, I went through the book of Acts again. And, and a couple of instances there I just mentioned. I mean, that scripture I like a lot, Acts 27, verse 23. Apostle Paul, the night before he sails off, uh, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible storm. He says for uh, Acts 27 and verse 23. He says, for there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. So God still answers and sends. I mean, we could probably talk about a couple of instances. One thing to note is that we don't go looking for angels. So God is the one who does the sending. And of course, you know that we don't pray to angels. Right? Uh, we don't pray to angels. Not... There's no scriptural pattern or instruction of such. But Hebrews 1 says that God will send angels when you pray. In fact, a good time. Tell the person next to you, God sends angels when you pray. God sends angels when we pray. And, and I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact, by that whole thought, that God will send these supernatural beings on assignment when I pray. Now, the fact that we do not see them does not mean they are not working. It's the same way you can't see 
hopefully you cannot see electricity. When you can see electricity, something bad is happening. It's not good. If it's sparking, walk away. Okay. You, you, although you can actually hear, if you stand under a wire that is carrying high, high, one of the high tension, you can hear this. It's a, a spiritual signal for you to move away. But, but the fact that you can't see, because you know, sometimes when you are younger, stubborn, like, You're just stubborn like that, you know, when you're younger. Sometimes you would have told you, it's wire, don't touch it. I can't see the electricity. I can't see what's there, no wire. You touch it. You have a supernatural experience. <laughs> I remember being very, much younger, much younger in, um, in our house. We, for some reason, there was exposed wire somewhere in one of the rooms. And I, I don't know what just what curiosity. So one day, just see what happens if I touched it. And I don't think, it, so I touched it, there was a boom. The, ho- the lights in the whole house blinked. I'm not joking, my nails were black. <laughs> Till date, I have a deep sense of reverence for, <laughs> for naked wires. <laughs> but the fact that you can't see electricity you, you, you do things with a lot of confidence because you know that even though you can't see it, it's there. And this answer of angels is important for us to know as Christians because God is a deliverer. This is how God put it together in my heart. I'm going to try and... Because there is what I'll call the prayer of deliverance. There is the prayer of someone who needs God's help. I was saying to some of the people, some of the leaders in the office earlier, when we're praying, how that it's amazing how as Christians sometimes we will pray about everything, but the thing that is actually troubling us. So sometimes we would talk to God about everything, well, not everything, most other things, but the thing which is so apparently keeping us in distress. Psalm 81 and verse 7, the psalmist says, Thou calls in trouble, or God says, and I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. I think it's Psalm 18 and 6. Uh, the psalmist says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry for help before him arose into his ears. I think it's in James where he says, is anybody in trouble? Let him pray. Let me ask the person next to you, is there any trouble you should pray about? Is there anything you should pray about? (laughs) In Psalm 118 and 5, it says, from my distress, I called upon the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Now, I'm trying to put it together. This answer that God sending angels on our behalf, whether we will see them or not, is tied a lot to people praying for God to help them. Uh, so when you read that model prayer, 
you, you all know the Lord's Prayer, right? So if you went to if you went to a good secondary school, not all these fancy ones they do in Lekki where you're eating Weetabix in the morning. It's real secondary schools. In those days, in the morning, there were things that were compulsory. National anthem, school song, our Lord's prayer. I don't know what else. Sorry? Pledge. Okay. Huh? <laughs> People don't do it anymore. But, um, so we all know the Lord's prayer, right? Should we try to do the Lord's prayer? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's try it. Um, how does it start? Hey, wait, wait. We have, to, we have to decide what we're going to do with an accent or in the local way. So it's, it's a bit mixed, all right? Because the choir is not, the choir is a bit local. <laughs> I didn't have a father. Well, <laughs> but let's, let's try with, it with, an accent, with a bit of an accent, please. We're posh. My posh church. All right, let's take a one, two, go. Our Father. As it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. So the just warm boys are on this side. <laughs> They're just learning the Lord's Prayer. But I like that line. So last week, you know, uh, on Thursday we dealt with your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The prayer of deliverance uh, in verse 13, it says, and deliver us from evil. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Prayers of deliverance, I need God's power in this matter. And oftentimes, that is where I see God sending angels. Just follow me as, because I felt so, you know, strongly about this, that there were people who, in service today, who needed to reach out to God. And the impression I got was almost as if you, you, some of us think we can deal with it by ourselves. Some of us think it's something we've caused by ourselves. But God sends angels to deliver his people. God sends angels to do that which does not which human beings cannot do. <laughs> and as I prepared for this, I try to put everything together. You know, that whole thing about the heartfelt, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, kept echoing in my heart. And, you know, there's something about to be said for the fervency of our prayer. Now, if I say, tell me people in this church whose prayers are fervent. You know. <laughs> uh, top of the list. Nene. If you don't know, Nene's head of intercession here at, or prayer at Life Point. She's the lady who sometimes just comes and when she's praying, she looks at you. You're not praying. You're not praying. 
We're not praying. We're not joking here. Pray, pray. Just waiting for the day she'll just call you up. I said, come on, you pray here. You, I can't help you pray here. Because she gets, she gets violent like that in prayer. It's like, you're not praying, Abi. IBK, stand here and pray. But let me see you not praying. You know, she's, she's like, you know, when sometimes you hear chocolate pray. <laughs> you know, when sometimes you're like, ah, is it the same God we're all praying to? What's, what's all this? Sometimes you just sometimes you just stand back just admiring their tongues. It's like, ah, that's Chinese and Portuguese in there. But oftentimes, you know, um, well, my wife prays. Well, my wife prays. My wife prays. She's a prayer. <laughs> She's a prayer. One of the ways I get out to pray every night, I just, I'm, I just feel I want to buy a motor, a power bike. I want to buy a power bike. Power bike, eh? <laughs> and she goes and starts to pray. <laughs> But one of the things that comes across, and I'm, I'm being serious with what I'm saying, about when you, these three people that I've mentioned, oh, by the way, are you people say my own prayer is not fervent. <laughs> I'm the pastor of the church. Normally, what should happen? You should mention me first. Okay, but it's okay, so your opinion doesn't count. <laughs> but what it is, it's not just because they shout. <laughs> Sometimes you have to shout in prayer. Sometimes you have to shout. The Bible says, when it's talking about Jesus, he uttered or offered up prayers with cries. And sometimes you have to cry in prayer. If you have not cried in prayer, oh, Carol, no, it's good. It's good. Maybe it's, it's a season. Don't worry. It's a season. God has blessed you. It's fine. But or, otherwise, you are forming for God. You are pretending for God. Or maybe the only time you pray is when you come to church. You are careful about the guy who knows you from the office. Don't want him to tell people that I saw you, this guy praying like a drunkard the other day in church. You know, it's okay. But there's sometimes there are issues that touch the heart yeah, where you have to pray fervently. So, fervency speaks about having heart. It's not when you're blowing guy for God, you know, as they used to say. And a prayer for deliverance requires you to put your heart in the prayer. So, I put a note. Here that's preparing that is my heart in my prayer, and is there prayer in my heart? When I was preparing, looking through James 5, talking about the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, um, looked through one commentary and he talked about one of the phrases there seeming to mean that the man prayed in his prayer. It means that there were certain depths that he accessed in his heart to bring out prayer to God. I'm, I'm going somewhere with all this and I'm going to land back with this whole, how God answers with angels open doors and with favor. Jonah chapter 2 verse 1 to 2, then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly and he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction and he answered me out of the belly of Shoal I cried and you heard my voice. And these people that say, well, I, me, I don't take nonsense. You know, I don't take nonsense from anybody. But there's nonsense in your life. <laughs> and your life is the one place that you should not take nonsense. The prayer of deliverance says, I need God's help and power in this matter. I like First Samuel 1. Like I said, there's a number of scriptures, but just please stay with me. There's a bit of method to my madness this morning. 
1 Samuel 1, Hannah's prayer. 1 Samuel 1, 10 to 17. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept with in anguish. And then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she prayed before the Lord that Eli, Eli was the pastor, he refused to pray his own prayer. Eli watched her mouth. Now, Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So, Eli said to her, Nene, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. <laughs> but Anna answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. And then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. As I prepared for this, you know, I just that feeling that, you know, when we teach about prayer and God's answer, there is something about a prayer that has heart in it. I don't know if you've ever happened to you before. Some of you meet someone and you already know how the conversation is going to start. So sometimes, even before they say, how are you? I've, I've happened to me in a hurry. Just say, ah, how, 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 how. I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. They've not even asked you. There's no heart in it. It's just pleasantries. You just want to get it out of the way. But our prayer must be a lot more than that. Our prayer must reach from the very depths of our hearts. This morning, as we talk about God's answer of angels, huge supernatural beings who ascend and descend, I sense God asking for effectual, fervent prayer. Hannah's prayer. So, you know, I like how some of us pray. God is my friend. Just just with him. Lord, how's the weather? It's fine. It's fine. How are you doing? How are the angels? It's, it's all right here. It's all right. You know, I like it. It's levels. It's fine. But um, I believe that there's so much stuff happening in our lives in the country that we live in, in the times that we live in, that there's call for fervency. The kind of prayer, so Anna got, Hannah got to the place where her lips were, so she wasn't like she was praying silent prayer, no. She was, this was, she was moving her lips, but the engagement of her heart and her soul in that prayer, <laughs> the words were not coming out. There were some things that she was doing in prayer that an experienced priest said, nah, she's drunk. So sometimes, and this have to be in church, sometimes you have to pray to the place where if anybody was observing you in the physical, they would say, ah, Tulu has 
Tulu has gone back to the pothole. We've been praying for him, but apparently, now that he's a father, there is something about your heart. And you know, you know there's something, you know you know when people are talking to you from their heart. You know when someone is singing from their heart. You know when someone is talking from their heart. I mean, guys, you're talking to the lady. Holy Spirit, yeah. You're talking to a lady. And roses and all those things are nice. After one week, they're dead. But here, you try. It's 10K or 15K, 20K down the road. But they're nice. But oftentimes, I find that what engages is the heart. When I married... I was trying to marry my wife. I couldn't afford flowers. I couldn't. I mean, apart from the fact that I was from Benin, we didn't do flowers where I came from, but I couldn't afford flowers. If I took 10K out of my salary to buy flowers, what's left? That's even was bigger than my tight at the time. So, but, ah, man, I shared my heart. <coughs> ah. <laughs> I shared my heart. You know, when you finish sharing your heart, it's literally like, you just be weak. It's like, <laughs> What will I do now? <laughs> it doesn't have a car, but when you talk about where you are, you know, and where you've been with God, and where you're going with God, and who you are in God. And if human beings, and the same thing, you know, um, when a lady speaks to a guy, you know when someone is talking from their heart. You know when it's just from their head, it's just mindless. It is the same with God. So this is the one with whom we have to do before whom all things are made manifest. It's that prayer that's not pretentious. It's from your heart. I'm not saying you must cry and shout, but it's from your heart. The promise I have about this service and about is that God is shifting angels, moving angels around. Acts chapter 5 verse 19 the Bible says but at night an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life but if you go down Acts chapter 5 to verse 43 when they came to look for the disciples was prison guards, the Bible says they found the prison shut securely and the guards were still standing outside, waiting and guarding who God had delivered. So by the time they came to tell the guard, the people we are guarding here, they are out preaching already. In Acts chapter 12, we talk about prayers of deliverance. This is a good one. Acts 12, verse, verse 5. Peter was therefore kept in prison. Help me ask someone around you. Is, is any, is, are you in prison? <laughs> they might be offended, but just ask them. Or is anything, okay, is anything of yours in prison? That's a bit nicer. Is anything of yours in prison? So, so someone, maybe it's your finances. Someone is your wife. Someone is your career. I don't know what it is. 
But Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Verse 7, now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on his side and said to him, and raised him up, saying, arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Get yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garments and follow me. So he went out and followed him. And did not know that what was done by the angel was real. But he thought he was seeing a vision. And when they were past the first and the second guard posts, they came to the iron gates which leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me from the hand of Herod and from the expectation of the Jewish people. He said, constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And Peter says, now I know for certain that God has sent his angel and he has delivered me from the hand of Herod. God answers prayers. God answers prayers. In Daniel 6, perhaps my second to last scripture, Daniel 6, Daniel is explaining to the king, I think it's Dairus 23. He says, my God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so they have not hurt me. Because I was found innocent before him and also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. There is extra confidence that comes to a believer as they realize that this is not, it's not a movie. The reality is that I have, I would say, an innumerable company of angels at Zion. You know that whole, I have my boys with me. You know there's a way you feel when you walk through a dark road by yourself. And how that feeling changes when there are two of you. And how it changes when there are 50 of you. So there's, it's this heartfelt, fervent prayer. The prayer of deliverance. Lord, deliver me. And, I, and you know, it's interesting that in your lower read, uh, the prayer of Jabez. Because when I was studying and preparing, there's one of the things I was going to put in my notes. I looked at it and I said, oh, well, okay. Maybe I didn't feel assured. So I, I left it out. But when she called it up, I realized how... You know, God just works. And, and I was saying, there's someone in church today who needs to pray out of the depths of their heart and pray for deliverance. I don't know who you are and what it is. In fact, there was a word when we were praying about a lady in service today. 
who's got a medical report. You've got a medical report that constantly makes you cry. It constantly makes you cry. And I like us to, we will pray shortly. One thing to note about <laughs> this prayer of deliverance and God, God's answer of angels and open doors and favor is that oftentimes acts of love are a landing pad for angelic intervention. And I'll tell you what, what I'm saying. So, uh, God speaking to, uh, the angel speaking to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 says, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. So Cornelius was praying. The Bible says he was doing good works. And it says there was something about that that just one day, it's as if heaven just vexed and sent forth an angel. It's Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 to 2. He says, let brotherly love continue. He says, do not forget to entertain strangers. He says, for by doing so, some have unwittingly entertained angels. So, there is, as we pray fervently and from our heart, today, this week, you need to also understand that sometimes your prayer is more than what you say. There's some things you do that in and of themselves are a prayer. And, and I need to say this for some because there's, there's a way, and it's a prayer of faith, there's a way a man who understands that God is at work in their circumstance also works in the circumstance of other men. Do not forget to entertain strangers. It says, for by doing so, some have unwittingly entertained. So some people, the angels have showed up on your case. But the way you receive them, Maybe that guy that you just said, hello, sister. The way you eyed him. You're not in my social class. Maybe it was even just one gentleman that buzzed you on Instagram. You just said hello and you blocked him. <laughs> you didn't even let the angel land. Sent you a Facebook request. You can feel the nudge. Accept. Just look at his picture. <laughs> Not with his hairstyle. <laughs> so it means that the angels don't always show up in white and a blazing sword. Sometimes angelic intervention comes in the needs of other people. I say this because for someone, as you pray this heartfelt prayer, God will also begin to ask you to create space for angels to land in your case. Favor, open doors are best encountered by those who are doing something, those who are trying something, those who are on the path of action. Sometimes we do not know if a door is shut until we try to open it. Psalm 65, where I read, says, You who answer prayers, to you all flesh will come. Verse 5 says, By terrible things in righteousness, by awesome deeds in righteousness, you will answer us. Oh God of our salvation. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. I'd like us to pray this morning.
for a couple of minutes, if you don't mind. And like I said, it's not one of those prayers where it's not function. It's not. It's not just a because they say we should pray prayer. Sometimes you are the one who knows where you are. You're the one who understands where your family is. You are the one who understands where your company is, where your business is. You know, it says the one who wears the shoes that understands where it pinches. I don't know where you need to put heart in your prayer this morning. But I'd like us to pray. Perhaps we should sing a song. I don't know what it is. But I'd like us to pray. God answers prayers. I feel that that prayer for deliverance is, I'm not going to try and give you prayer points as it were, but I will just, you know, sing a, we'll sing a song. You can start your prayer. You can start your prayer already. You don't even have to wait. God is our deliverer. Oh, oh God, who answers prayers to you shall all flesh come. Thank you for listening to a message from the Life Point Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.